This podcast is a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to find out more. Hello, Mudbloods. Welcome to Harry Potter and the Boys, uh, our post edition, Sunday our post edition. And I did realise uh, in uh, in accordance with the rules of, of Harry Potter and possibly the real world, uh, really, these editions of the podcast should not exist because, as Uncle Vernon said... There's no post on Sundays, but we are changing that. That is the, the, this is an innovative podcast. Not only are we innovating in terms of the genre of this podcast, fan fiction, comedy, flashback. We are also innovating in that we are, we are doing our post episodes on Sundays. Oh, it's good to be back. These Outpost episodes are bonus episodes and uh, I usually go through a bunch of the posts that people have sent in via Owl, which is actually code for email generally. And you can get in touch with the show anytime, radiomikepod, radiomikepod at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Any theories you have on what's going to happen next in this crazy fan fiction would be great. I should say this might be a bit of a quicker one uh, because... I'm actually sitting in an empty room while I'm lying on the floor in an empty room in uh, the house that I currently live in because I am in the middle of moving. Yeah, it might be a little bit echoey because this room is pretty much completely empty and I'm sitting on the floor. So that's a lot of fun. Obviously, welcome back. This is the first outpost since we took a two-week break a few weeks ago, uh, which was unannounced. And sorry about that. Things got really hectic for me in April and... uh, I had to take a few weeks off. It was hard to arrange guests and et cetera while I was um, so busy with work. And again, I would love your support if you love this show, which it seems a lot of you do. The best way to support it is basically you, you can go to patreon.com slash radio mic if you'd like to support my work. Or if you just want to do a one-off donation to this show, paypal.me slash it's radio mic is the best way to do that. Um, if you send me $12, that's like a dollar a month and you basically pay for a month of that pod, of the podcast being up. It costs me about $15 a month just to host this podcast. So yeah, any financial help you can uh, would be awesome. And yeah, it's great to be back. We've so far, we took a break after the Dilruk Jayasinha episode, which a lot of people loved. And I thought that was awesome as well. And then since then, Jack Post has been back on. Obviously last week, Mikey D came on. Uh, and uh, next week, another guest. Please always suggest anyone you think might want to come on the show or might be good on the show. I'm always looking for new guests, but sometimes, you know, again, I don't have a producer or anything for this show. It's all me kind of pulling the rope. So sometimes it's just hard to get something lined up quickly. Um, but I don't mind, you know, there's a lot of regular guests on this show that I love having back, like Jack Post, Sammy Garlep, uh, Zach Miller, people like that who I bounce really well off. So yeah, uh, let's kick off some of the post while we're at it. Uh, the book is really picking up, and at the end of this, I'll talk about what I want to do when we finish the first fanfic book, because we are coming, we're, we're still probably a few months off, but I'm pretty sure there's only like eight chapters left in the in the book, so we are coming close to the end, but we're not quite there yet. Uh, all right, Angus Weller wrote in, or sent in an owl, rather. Uh, Angus Weller says, hey, mate. This is this is all he said. This was via email, radiomikepod at gmail.com. 
Hey, mate. Although Slytherin is known for being home to dark witches and wizards, it definitely is. We all know that. I'm a really nice person and wrote in to defend all nice Slytherins. So I assume that Angus is just a Slytherin who wants to stand up for all the good Slytherins out there whose names have been tarnished by the likes of, you know, Voldemort and I guess the Malfoys and the Death Eaters in general. So, hey, Angus, we hear you and we respect you. He also says, also, I love the show. Favorite podcast, side note, please reply. Well, me reading it out on the podcast counts as a reply, but I will also reply individually to you. Thank you, Angus Weller, for getting in touch. I hope you keep enjoying the show. Another one came in from Dan Chapman. Dan Chapman's girlfriend actually messaged me on Instagram and organized me to send a happy birthday message to him because it was his birthday recently. So happy birthday again, Dan. Uh, He and his girlfriend both really like uh, Harry Potter and the Boys. He says, hey, Mike, thanks so much for the birthday wishes. I've been heavily watching Harry Potter and the Boys. Obviously, you can watch as well as listen. You can watch all the full episodes on my YouTube channel, Radio.Mike. Side note on that, within the next month or so, I am planning on migrating all of the Harry Potter and the Boys podcast episodes, the video episodes, to their own YouTube channel. Basically, having a completely unrelated show that's like an hour or more a week on my channel can tank a lot of my other videos because YouTube YouTube's algorithm doesn't know what to do with it. And I already put my other podcast, 20th Century Boy, up on the same channel. So Harry Potter and the Boys is eventually going to live on its own channel. I hope that's all good. So that's just a side note for that. Um, he's been watching a lot of Harry Potter and Boys and it has been a hoot in brackets, haha, funny joke. Now, I believe the joke there is that owls say hoot and owls are a prominent part of the Harry Potter franchise. Hence this segment, Owl Post. Thanks a bunch. Keen and see, keen to see if Sam and Tom Sam Thompson ever individualize. Obviously, again, Sam and Tom, the twins of the boys, Sam and Tom Sam Thompson, who tend to just do everything as a twin, right? They just do them everything as twins. It's kind of like Fred and George. Not much, not much distinction between the two characters. Anyway, thanks, man. Means a lot. Well, it means a lot to me as well, Dan. Thank you so much for listening and sending an owl in. Uh, Another owl in from Kate. Kate, thank you so much for sending in an owl. Bit of a messy owl, but nonetheless a good one. I just started the podcast. Harry Potter and the Boys is the podcast. Last week and only have two eps left till I catch up. I I reckon I can do it by tomorrow. Awesome. Uh, She says I'm a huge Harry Potter and the Boys, Boys fan. Also awesome. And... Uh, he, and she also commented on the latest episode saying I finally caught up, which is also awesome. Kate, glad to have you on board. Uh, all right. In terms of stuff that was talked about on the episodes and on the, and in the last few chapters, uh, a lot of people really enjoyed when me and Jack Post talked about, uh, JB, James Brayshaw, the AFL commentator, which had nothing to do with Harry Potter, except for the fact that we related it back to Quidditch. Um, I am talking a bit more about JB James Brayshaw on my other podcast, 20th Century Boy, which is a more me-focused comedy podcast, so go and check that out uh, as well. But uh, uh, Mitch wrote in, and Mitch says, uh, because I believe last week Mikey D made a comment about uh, how how why do they even have to eat food if you could just like teleport or something like that. Something, I think it was to do with that. And uh, Mitch wrote in, in terms of food... Oh yeah, no, it was because he said, and he said like they, it's, it auto replenishes itself in the great hall. And when he said that, I thought 
of what Mitch is about to say, but I didn't want to interrupt because we were already going pretty long in the episode. But Mitch does clarify, and I'm sure all the HP fans know, in terms of food, it's actually being made by the house elves and being transported to the table above. They go to the kitchen in order of in the order of the Phoenix book. That is correct. Um, and basically, the house elves are directly underneath the Great Hall with the exact same table set up, and they prepare all the food manually. They put it on the table, and then they teleport it up, I believe is what happens. Um, so the food is not coming from nowhere, and the magic has a logic in that sense that you can't just make something appear from nowhere or nothing. If something is being tr- trans... If something is being brought from somewhere or it looks like it's being teleported, it is coming from somewhere else. Um... And of course, the Battle of the Amys continues, but is it over? Because of the two-week gap, we obviously haven't heard from the Amys for a while. And, uh, well, I can say that I have heard, I have heard, well, I believe I haven't, I haven't read this one out. I may have. I don't think I've read this one out. This is the latest from Amy Harvey, the foreign correspondent of the show, this is from the 31st of March before we went on a break. I may have, I may have done this. I'm, actually, I think I have read this one out. I believe I have read this one out. I have. It's the one where she says, uh, she talks about Seamus Finnegan's water and rum spell, the Cruciatus curse, which I, sorry, the dog's just barking in the background. The Cruciatus spell, which I called the Cretaceous spell uh, in this, and that you have to mean the deadly curses. So I believe I did read this out because... Amy 2, Amy Almanat, sorry, Amy, she's really the OG Amy, the official correspondent of the show. She actually acknowledges that email in this email. uh, And this is referring, I believe, to the Dilrook episode. She says, Hey, Mike, I think episode 20 may have been the best episode yet. Absolutely hilarious, especially with the long run on the sentence and let there be light, God said. So there was a moment in that episode with Dilruk where God appears and just says, let there be light, which is actually a very famous quote from the Bible. I love how the same narrator who said it would be pointless to mention that Tom had asthma told us randomly in the first chapter that one of the boys was adopted. Now, this is actually interesting when I read this because I forgot, right? In the first chapter... When we well, first or second, when we are introduced to all of the boys, one of them, Lockie, is is it is told to us that he is adopted. And the author, the narrator of the book, does say that he is he is adopted and I'm and like makes a point of telling you that for no good reason. Like, oh, it's adopted, but that's not really relevant, right? And Amy is commenting as well that uh Tom, the character, had, had asthma in that Dilruk chapter, another pointless fact. However, I've been doing some thinking and this does, the fact that Lockie, the character is adopted, does fit in with a lot of the things we are learning about Lockie, right? Because Lockie is one of the most mysterious characters in the book who often has these weird psychic dreams and visions. And there is also a student at Hogwarts, Gemini Jones, who is identical, identical to Lockie. Now, I believe Lockie being adopted, I believe that, again, it's a Shekhov's gun. I believe me at 13 put that in as a teaser head. I reckon there is something going on there between Lockie and Gemini, right? And it, le- it leans into the adoption. I can't be sure. Uh, Amy continues. 
I agree that the start of Philosopher's Stone is a bit slow. Dil Rook made a point of that. Possibly the reason that so many publishers turn JK away. Interesting. Like foreign correspondent Amy, I wouldn't really say that chicken's pock. I always thought it was more of a bock. Uh, cool. And yeah, okay, sure. I guess you could cast Engorgio on an owl and ride it around, but you'd probably get altitude sickness or freeze or something. Interesting point, but if you were riding a broomstick, surely you'd also get altitude sickness and freeze. Like, if you were up in a, on a broomstick really high so muggles couldn't see, you would freeze to death very quickly. Anyway, Amy finishes. Cheers, Amy, official correspondent of Harry Potter and the Boys, the original and best. Then, in response to last week's episode, uh, Mikey D's episode, and keep in mind the Jack Post episode has gone to where at this point, I have still heard nothing from Amy Harvey. Has she stopped listening? I don't know. Is she no longer interesting, interested in participating in our post? I also don't know. But by not writing in, is she admitting defeat to the original Amy? I don't know. But Amy's, Amy has responded. Amy, Amy original, original Amy, Amy Ultimate, has continued. She says, Hey, Mike. It's been a little while since an Owl Post episode, so the emails are a bit out of whack. I agree. Here are my comments on the Jack Post episode. Sorry, so it's about this one. In terms of watches, they do have them in the wizarding world, and it's a tradition to give a witch wizard a gold watch on their 17th birthday when they come to age. A cool point about this is the difference between Harry's and Ron's. Ron's parents buy him a new gold watch, which is really exciting for which is really exciting for Ron, who has always had hand-me-downs. Good on you, Mr. and Mrs. Weasley. She goes on. Mr. and Mrs. Weasley give Harry, however, who isn't expecting anything big, an old watch of one of their great uncles. It's all dingy and has a few bumps, but it is perfect for Harry because it's a family heirloom and Harry doesn't have many family connections of his own. Now that's great. And one thing that I wish was explored a little bit more in the books was how much Molly and Arthur Weasley did for Harry and really did take him on as a son and really welcomed him into their family, knowing how he was being treated at home, knowing all the backstory and just respecting him and caring for him. I really like that. Like they didn't have to get him a thing for his 17th birthday, but they did like they thought of him. And I love those two characters. I think the Weasley family are just so great to Harry continuing again. This is Amy. I can only think of a few kinds of instant messaging in the books. I think Jack mentioned this. Inside the Ministry of Magic, they have paper planes, which they ride on and send to other people's offices. That's right. They charm the paper planes to fly into people's offices. We also learn of talking Patronuses, in brackets Patroni, in the last few books. It isn't explained in much detail, but you can send your Patronus to a place and it relays a message in your voice. That's true. Kind of reminds me of like the Star Wars hollow messages that they have where the characters appear as holograms and say pre-recorded messages, sort of like that. Then there are the gold coins that Hermione bewitches to display the date and time of the next Dumbledore's army meeting in Order of the Phoenix. Forgot all about that. See, that's another reason to reread the books. You forget about the little things like that that aren't in the movies. Not a lot of options, maybe because instant messaging wasn't as a big thing in the 90s when the books were written as it is now. That is also true. I just finished Mikey D's episode. The idiot police was great. That was a really funny moment that I loved when <laughs> the idiot police just, oh God, it's such a bad book, but also a great book. Can't believe Dragon Mailboy has returned. And um, Amy has written Dragon Mailboy as Dragon Mailboy, as in... M-A-L-E, like male, man, masculine. 
but it's the way it's spelt in the book is actually mail boy as in M-A-I-L, like mail, like the post, right? Like I'm sending some mail. So just to, if anyone's wondering, it's mail boy, like, like mail boy and mail man, right? Like, oh, the mailman's here. Dragon mail boy has returned. But also, I can believe it. Death doesn't seem to be that permanent in this book. Also true. I agree about the truth potion justice system debacle, and I don't want to sound like Hermione, but the food in the Great Hall isn't auto-renewing. On to what Mitch said as well. There are elves down in the kitchen that make it and send it up through the magic tables. Food can't be created out of nowhere by, by some principle that Hermione quotes in the Deathly Hallows. Cheers, Amy, official correspondent of Harry Potter and the Boys, the original and best, P.S., Hello, Homores was the best greetings yet. Best greeting yet, sorry. Um, great message there from Amy Ultimate, the original. Amy Harvey, hoping to hear from you soon. Don't want you to surrender. Enjoying the uh, the dichotomy of messages between you and the and the original Amy. But, uh, you know, if you've tapped out of the pod, I wouldn't blame you. Uh, as I said, we are slowly coming towards, like, the, I guess the end of, of the first book of Harry Potter and the Boys. There are, I did write a lot of them over the years. So there's, we will eventually go on to the second book when we finish, which won't be for a few months yet. But yeah, when we finish, we will eventually go on to the second book. Um, I'm still wondering how we do that. It would be great for me to take a, a break. Like honestly, the, the biggest the, the hardest thing on this podcast for me to do is arrange the guests uh, to sort of come over to my house, record, you know, every week. And also like, it is really difficult for me to have a variety of guests just in that sense, because often, you know, I work a proper job as well, like, and I balance my hours well, but it's hard for me to be like reaching out to people and it's also kind of difficult to like invite someone you haven't met before to your house. Not, not really, but it kind of can be like, I'd understand. I understand that like that could be a weird thing and I don't have a proper studio space or anything, but uh, you know, that's the hardest part. So I guess like I'm trying to figure out what the best thing to do is like in terms of that, I thought, you know, just to give me a break from that process of week by week guests coming over and stuff, I might do something like I might reread the first Harry Potter book and like do chapter by chapter summaries for a bit, or I might, you know, like watch the Harry Potter movies or or I want to try and organize something like that. And at the same time, uh, one thing that I would like to achieve with this podcast is to eventually, and I'd love expressions of interest uh, with this, eventually do a live podcast recording of this show where, you know, live on stage in a small room, you know, I don't, I don't know how many tickets we'd sell, but again, expression, expressions of interest live on stage, me and a guest probably at this stage, uh, Sammy Garlep, who's been on the show many times. And, uh, he, I've spoken to him about this, uh, we just do this podcast in front of, uh, you guys. So if you are interested, particularly if, if you're in Melbourne, Australia, uh, let me know. Cause it's something I will seriously think about doing and really want to do. Um, but yeah, let me know if there's anything you'd want me to cover on the podcast. Like if you want to do like read-alongs and just turn this into a general Harry Potter podcast where I do like news and discussions about Harry Potter stuff. Uh, I'm really keen on that. So um, yeah, let me know. Uh, but for now, enjoy the rest of your week, Mudbloods, and I'll see you this Wednesday. Uh, really special guest that I'm really excited about coming this Wednesday. Uh, yeah, I'll see you then. Bye-bye. 
This podcast was a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to check out all our other content. Stay up to date at radio.mike on Instagram and get in touch. Radio Mike Pod at gmail.com. 